I would be with him like the night before. And then when we would work together in the office, be like, hello, good morning. And everybody around us was clueless as to what was going on. Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. Tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. Sometimes you have to go through the darkness to reach the light. That's what I did. After 12 years of recovery in sex and love addiction, I finally found my soulmate, myself. Please join me in my novel, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict, a four-time bestseller on Amazon. It's a brutal, honest, raw, gnarly ride, but hilarious at the same time. Check it out now on Amazon. Welcome to Secret Life Podcast. I'm Brianne Davis-Gant. Today, I'm pulling back the curtains of all kinds of human secrets. We'll hear about what people are hiding from themselves or others. You know those deep, dark secrets we probably want to go to our grave with? Are those lighter, funnier secrets that are just plain embarrassing? Really, the how, what, when, where, and why of it all. Today, my guest is Nico. Now, Nico, I have a question for you. Dun, dun, dun. What is your secret? I, about 12 years ago, started having an affair with my boss. Ooh, I had no idea, people. I had no idea what she was going to say. Okay, so that was a couple years ago. Can you tell me how it started? Yes, he, well, just to give you an idea, I was pretty naive, even for my age at that time. You would think I'd be more experienced, but I was pretty naive. He was, you know, this big, successful man, very good looking, Mm -hmm. very charming. Um, He actually started pursuing me. How much older is he than you? He was 12 years older than me. Okay. I was just wondering. So take us back, take us back to that first moment when it started to get a little complicated. I remember I was getting ready to go to my cousin's wedding. Mm-hmm. And I actually had a boyfriend at the time. Ooh, and you see her. <laughs> yes. Um, and he just was constantly just started texting me a lot. Like, what are you doing today? How are you doing? And like, I would get little post-it notes on my desk, like, hi. And like, I was like, this is strange. I was like, okay. You know, and I was like, this is a little, you know, interesting you know, I, I was very attracted to him. I'll be honest. And I felt this kind of guilt with that, (laughs) but, um, it just kind of started. It was almost like we had this tension building up and it went on for about, I would say four months before we actually did anything physical. It just got to a point where it was like, we need to, it was just, I don't know. It just, kind of happened. <laughs> okay. Um, wait, you're skimming over some details. <laughs> like the, these kind of secrets always start innocently. So he just started texting you. Mm-hmm. Is that normal for a boss to be texting an employee? I don't work in that environment, so I have no idea. No, it's not. Um, and you know, just so you know, it was, there was just something about him that I was very drawn to and attracted to and obviously him towards me. And I remember one day and, you know, people do this a lot. They'll go to lunch with their colleagues. Yeah. But I didn't realize when I look back, he was kind of, I didn't realize it at the time, but he was really asking me a lot of questions. Like he was really interested in me. He was, 
there was something about that I had not been with a lot of guys before that intrigued him. I could tell he was like shocked. He's like, so you, you haven't had a lot of boyfriends before and just very interested in my personal life. Uh huh. Um, and I was like, okay. And I didn't really realize that that was, you know, what he was gearing up to because he's interested in me. I thought he was just making conversation. <laughs> Um, so, you're, so you're sitting there at lunch and he's asking you all these personal questions. Did you feel like a rush or anything with that attention? Because if you're attracted to a man and he's asking you all those questions, kind of that feeling would start happening. Yes. Yeah. And I remember something changed where it went from just kind of being friendly to where it was like, he was flirting with me, like hardcore flirting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I did, I was like, wow, I've never, you know, had somebody give me this much attention. And what I wanted to talk about too is, you know, <laughs> before this affair even happened, I never watched Sex in the City or like the Twilight series or Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> what? No. How and could so, you never watch Sex in the City, girl? <laughs> I know. I started watching it actually like around that time, a little after. Uh-huh. And um, I would almost say... I started referring to him as kind of like the Mr. Big character. <laughs> oh. So after I started like realizing, I was like, wow, I was like, women would die if they knew I was in the situation. I didn't realize kind of how hot and steamy it was until I started realizing what the world out there portrays is, you know, kind of going down that road. But it got to a point where, you know, we finally met up and got together and it was pretty, you know, it was hot and continued on we would go to dinners and do things like that and he would somehow find time to spend with me on the weekends and after work so it was you know it kept progressing (laughs) more and more okay but back up you just sped through a bunch of information that probably the listeners want to hear so (laughs) when was the first time what happened? Where were you? Well, we met at a hotel, actually. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> and that's when, you know, it's funny because I'll watch movies or watch series or things. And I'm like, oh, my God, that was so me right there. <laughs> you know, like me, it's so cliche. But like we did because we wanted to be discreet and it was the most safe thing to do. Was it a nice hotel or was yes, it a shabby it was nice. hotel? Okay. No, it was very nice. It was okay. always very nice and very, you know, clean and classy and all that. So you um, knew when you were going to that hotel, like you knew what you were going for, right? Yes. It just okay. got to a point where it built up between us that I can't explain it, but I just, it's so funny because when I look back now, sometimes I kind of wish I wouldn't have gone that step. And it yeah. might have changed a lot of things for me progressing forward. But um, yeah, so it was a lot of, and then he started coming to my place mm-hmm. and then we would meet up and stuff like that. And there was just something about what I think was adrenaline and was kind of in a way so interesting is it was like, I would be with him like the night before. And then when we would work together in the office, we would totally just act like, oh, hi, how are you? Like, Ooh, that's a juicy secret. That is yes. a good, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I would every morning just be like, hello, good morning. And everybody around us was clueless as to what was going on. <laughs> Those are my favorite type of secrets. And I've told said this before, like I loved having secrets, but those are what kills us. And yes. how long did this, you know, this 
being together at night and then seeing each other at the office. How long was this affair? It went on for about four years. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Did you just say weekends too? I said, (laughs) okay, so you spent a lot of time for four years. Yes, almost four years. We had a point where we broke up for a while and then kind of tried to reconcile things again. But here's another little part to it that makes this even more interesting. Mm -hmm. After a year went by, she started being a little more, wanted to introduce some things into our relationship. (laughs) Started wanting to have threesomes. Oh, okay. Yes. So So how'd that go? That at first, I was happy to do it. I, I grew up with very, you know, healthy upbringing, healthy childhood, no, you know, history of anything weird. So I was like open to it. I was like, this could be fun. This sounds interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And so we would have some, you know, we had a couple threesomes. All right. With, so with females or males? Males. <laughs> oh. Oh, this is juicy. Okay, yeah. keep going. <laughs> so, and he would also do things like he liked to do role playing with me. Mm-hmm. So we would do role playing, and he also like like um, like one time he pretended um, like like he was the like principal or professor, and I was the student. Mm. We were like meeting at the bar, and then another time he, I don't know, different things. Um, but you know, he started introducing all these things into my life that to me, because I had, I feel like such a healthy, um, relationship, I would say like with sex itself, like I love sex and I don't think there's anything wrong or dirty with it. I was open to doing all these things. Right. And, but it got to a point where it was almost like, I felt like he was obsessed with it. And that's when I was like, okay, are you still just interested in me or are you wanting to, you know, do all these, as they say, like kinkery. Yeah. Um, and you know, he liked me to call him master. He actually had me sign this contract. Then when I saw 50 shades of gray, I almost flipped a lid. I was like, did he read this book? Probably. (laughs) I felt like I was just living the life of this Anastasia shades of gray. And this was after our relationship was done. And I watched this and I was like, okay, what year did this book come out? I was feeling so many parallels to it, but it's almost like the, what you're telling me, he was reacting movies or situations in movies with you. <laughs> oh, no, possibly. Um, and you know, I really, what I want to point out is, you know, there was surprisingly, it brought us closer together doing all of this stuff. Our intimacy mm-hmm. was just flying off the charts. Right. And the trust that goes with all of that is huge. Huge. And, um, so when I started, you know, he told me he loved me. He did a lot of nice things for me. Um, and it got to a point you know, it was this amazing, romantic, wild, very passionate relationship. And the attention I got from him was off the charts too. It was like constant, you know, checking in on me. Um, but not in like a bad way, but I will say that later on down the road, once I wasn't in this relationship anymore, I almost thought, 
are these guys interested in me? Like, you know, I was like, I'm not getting near as much attention as I got with him. And it's almost like he, I don't know how to say it, but he kind of worked my thinking and how I'm expecting the relationship to be. So it took me a while to realize that, you know, that was such a unique situation and relationship. That's not how my relationships are going to be going forward. And I learned a lot from it. And I actually, you know, so it was very hot and steamy and romantic and very passionate. Mm -hmm. And I did, you know, it was great for a while. And then it started getting really hard. So it was just, it started being very painful for me. Yeah. I mean, that would have to be painful if you're that intimate with someone exploring all these ways of your sexuality with someone, but then they're never really yours. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That that has to be very painful. Yes. So how, what did you find yourself towards the end? How was that situation? I made a decision to leave Mm-hmm. my place of work with him. And when I knew that, you know, I never asked him or wanted him to, I never touched on the subject of what he wanted to do with his marriage, but he did tell me he loved me. Okay. And so I really thought that at some point he might, you know, I, I had a hard time understanding what he was going to do with that whole situation. And I had an enormous amount of guilt and shame with that too. Yeah. That um, started surfacing within myself. And, um, I just kind of started to realize, even though I'm loving all of this, this is not who I am and how I was raised. And, you know, it was just so like people who really know me would be shocked. I thought like if they ever knew that I was in a, in an affair situation, first of all, and then to tell people (laughs) that that was going on too, this other side of it. Um, it took, a lot of healing and working through myself with things after this relationship was over. Yeah. So I guess just, but I kept on to that so long. I never shared with anybody about my relationship with him while it was going on. So it was this huge secret within myself that I never talked to anybody about. Right. So anytime we, you know, he upset me or I wanted to share something really exciting with him, I couldn't tell anybody. And so you know, you like hear your friends gushing about their men or, Oh, I'm so upset. This happened. What do you think I should do just for support? Like I didn't, I couldn't do any of that during the whole relationship. Did they ever even know you were seeing somebody? I think maybe I confided in a few people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think there were also some times where maybe when I had a little too much wine, I might've talked about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it was just, and I guess I would just tell people, like, if I could tell anybody, like, don't ever make a decision to be fair because it was so painful when it was over. And, and, um, and I also think that, but I will say that experimenting and doing things sexually with your partner is okay. And that's why I tell myself that, you know, I would do that if I'm married, but I would never do that with just somebody I'm dating again, because you really want to make sure that, you know, 
you have that secureness going on that you can really trust them. And when you have trust, then you're open to things and, you know, it just makes it all around better. I agree. I mean, trust is everything in a relationship and it's hard to completely have that if he's living a double life. And it sounds like Mm -hmm. you were living a double life because if most of people in your life didn't know about it, you actually were splitting yourself in half. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Because I was very envious of all my other friends going around and just having these, you know, they were able to be open about all their relationships and they had things going on with them. Mm -hmm. And here I was not able to share anything. So I was very envious of some certain situations. Were you envious of his wife? No, I think that somehow he removed that from, I don't know how he did it. How is that? How do you go four years without talking about that? You weren't curious, like what their relationship was like? I don't know what went on with them to make him lead into this situation, mm-hmm. but I will say that he repeated after me the same situation. <gasps> I was yeah. just about to ask you that. You just mind read me. But I was thinking, was he flirting with other women at the office or he no. went and did it again? After I was gone, yes. How did you how did you hear about that? It's a small world kind of in the community mm-hmm. the profession that I'm in. Um he got a divorce and left his wife for the girl that was working at the farm. <gasps> yes. How did that make you feel? Oh my gosh, I was so upset. I'll be honest. Even though I was over him and I'd moved on from it, and you know, I was, you know, in other relationships. Um, started dating guys, um, and trying to move on. It was still upsetting because I was like, well, why wouldn't he marry me? You know, yeah. I was like, but to be really honest, I think that he was just at a point where he was scared to death of what would happen with his family. I think he was scared of what would happen and I don't blame him. Um, but I think he just wasn't ready to take that step. It's, I really truly believe in that thing of timing. So I decided that I had to move on from this situation, which I think I actually made the right decision. Oh, I hundred, hundred percent believe you made the right decision. And I don't believe in the thing where cheaters always cheat. I, I actually don't believe that because I've Mm -hmm. seen a bunch of men and myself change, Mm -hmm. but the, but if he's not in therapy, if he's not working on himself, the likelihood of him doing that with his new wife is very, very high Mm -hmm. because that is a behavior that you carry on through your life. So I think you made the right decision. I'm just thinking if I was you, that, that anger, you know, would come up if I heard he was now with an, and how soon did he get with her after you guys ended your affair? I heard he started seeing her when he was seeing me. When, it, <gasps> when we were ending it, yep. See, girl? Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you you dodged a bullet. You don't yes. want to marry a man or a woman that doesn't, man doesn't want to marry a woman that keeps doing that. And it was a lot of pain. It was very painful. And he was, to me, kind of like my best friend, too. We would do things like go to yoga together and stuff like that. So... Did you look back at the relationship and feel like he lied to you at any time? Yes. 
I found out a lot of lies came out after we were over. I actually had a girl come forward and tell me a lot of things about other women he had been involved with that I had no idea about, but I actually questioned him about before. And he told me no and lied to my face. Wow. So, yeah. Like other um, women he's had affairs with are mm-hmm. indiscretions. Yes. yes. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm telling you, you got out just the right time because there's no good. I mean, he's going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. It's almost like he needs that secret life to even function. It sounds like. Yeah. And as for me, you know, I don't think I'm any kind of saint in all this, you know? Oh, I, no, of I course not. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I feel like people would hear about it or rumors started and I would get comments sometimes and different things. Um, and I was like, okay, that's kind of a strange comment, you know? And I was like, like what? Can you tell us the comment? Something about, oh, like people started being concerned about me being in work environments around married men. (gasps) And I was like, okay, well, and this is one thing that I would like to say to people in the world is just because I made one mistake and I was in a situation like that, I would, you know, I've paid the price enough on my own, how hard I've been on myself, let alone I don't need other people you know, and I know people want to, sometimes they like to be mean or catty, but you know, it's, you know, it is, it's like a juicy kind of secret. So if people found out about it and they kind of have a mean bone in their body, I could see why people would love to run with this, you know? Um, Listen, we all do things we're not proud of and that's in human nature. So I agree. Like just because you make one mistake in your life, that doesn't define who you are. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, I, and it was, you know, it started 12 years ago. So Mm -hmm. it's been about, you know, what is it? Eight, nine years since this ended. Um, and you know, it took me a long time to even open up to people. And I told a group of my girlfriends and, um, they were like, Oh, all of us have done it. And I was like, okay, because I had this whole thing where I was like, I'm the only one in the world who is ever this bad and just feeling. And I think that was more of my young naiveness too. Now that I'm, you know, older and I've gone through things and I've thought about all this and, you know, gone through therapy, I realized like, you know, there's other people out there too who've gone through these situations. I mean, they have a website for it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've never been on it. I just know about it. They have like, if you're married, you go on so you can have affairs behind your marriage. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, That's crazy. (laughs) I did want to ask this group of friends, how many girlfriends are you saying? They all said they did the same thing. How many of them? There was like three or four of them. Like, oh, we've all done it. Wow. And I was like, okay. So they're like, if that's the worst thing you've done. And I'm like, well, that's how I feel. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty, but, um, you know, it's just that when, when you work in a more conservative profession and I don't really want to say what I do right no, now, but no, like, you do not have to say what you do. I have felt like some persecution, like that's kind of unspoken, but I feel like people know I can just, I sense it. I can't. And maybe that's my, you know, worrying about people knowing, but I've gotten to a point now where it's like, I really don't care if people if they know they know I'm not going to go around blast it but I think that's why I wanted to come on here and talk with you because if there's 
other, you know, people going through this right now, like, don't be so alone. Go open to talk to people about it. Cause yeah. I think that that's one mistake I did was keeping the secret for so long. And I think that harmed me more than helped me. Of course it did. I mean, you just answered my next question. Of course it harmed you. Like I said, you were living a double life. And so was this other man. And then at the end, you were left heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Very, very heartbroken. And also you were cheated on, it sounded like. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was bu- he was a busy guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, I did also want to ask you a question about my last thing that I really want to know is, did you ever meet his wife? Yes. Do you think she knew? I don't know. I really don't know, to be honest. And I met her before it started, actually. It was a Christmas function. Oh, my God. That's such yeah. a movie. Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and to make it worse, too, and this is not to say anything bad about, you know, the church community, but I grew up pretty religious church girl, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I never kissed a guy until I was out of high school. So the fact that like I got involved in this whole thing was probably going to be pretty shocking to some people if they ever heard about it, to be honest. But like, but I also, um, just who I am, like, mm-hmm. I'm not the typical, I don't, I don't like to judge people either. I think people, as far as the whole experimenting thing, like, and you know, role playing, doing threesomes, all that. I think that that is fine in the right context. I think it's okay. Um, and you know, we have to be, I think that that's human nature. And I think that, um, to repress things is not healthy either. Sexually. I think that it's okay to explore. And, and honestly, like I don't have any desire to ever go down that route again with a man but if I was married to a man I probably wouldn't want to either Mm -hmm. unless he really wanted to I don't know but then I feel like there's different avenues that people like to go like people EDS and all that kind of stuff you know well I think the benefit of the one benefit I think of this situation is you learned a lot about yourself you learned a lot about what you want in a relationship and what you don't want and you also got to like experiment with your sexuality and see. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes in the worst things we go through or do, we learn a lot about who we actually are. Mm -hmm. Yes. So if anyone's listening right now and they're in a situation where it's probably not appropriate, um, it's an affair or they're the mistress, what would be your advice for them since you've been through it? And it's been 12 years. I would say really pay attention and listen to their intentions. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't let them manipulate you really just know, do they truly love you? Are they saying they love you so they can get what they want? And just, you know, that intimacy that you have with that person, you know, it's, it probably is real, but maybe if you don't feel comfortable opening up to somebody, you know, because you're so ashamed of being in that situation then talk to a therapist Mm -hmm. or, you know, I, that's what I would suggest. But I would also say if you're feeling more pain than pleasure, then get out of it. <laughs> get so, out of it. Run. Yes. Run. Get out. Don't. And I would say if anybody's in a situation where they're about to get in a situation with an extramarital affair, I would say run. Don't do it. It's not worth it. 
I would agree with you because I have done it in the past. I mean, I have been the cheater and Mm -hmm. that lust that overtakes you always Mm -hmm. goes away. Like it's not enough to sustain a lasting relationship, I believe, in my experience. So run. (laughs) Yes. Don't do it. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your secret with us. You're welcome. And if you want to be on the show, please email me at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. Until next time. Thanks again for listening to the show. Please subscribe, rate, share, or send me a note at secretlifepodcast.com. And if you'd like to check out my book, head over to secretlifenovel.com or Amazon to pick up a copy for yourself or someone you love. Thanks again. See you soon. Thank you.